talking everything St. Louis Blues as we head into the Boardwalk Hardwood Floors Blues booth. Boardwalk Hardwood Floors has great floors for every home with locations in West County, South County, St. Charles County, and our new location in Mid-County. And online at BoardwalkHardwood.com. The St. Louis Blues will unveil their Hall of Fame on October 15th in a game against Columbus. One guy already in there is Hockey Hall of Famer Bernie Federico, who will join us every Wednesday during the hockey season with Kerry Davis and Randy Carricker on 101 ESPN. Bernie, good morning. Great to have you with us. How are you? Thank you, Randy. Everything is fantastic. It's been a great summer, and hey, it still feels like summer. It's yeah, real it, good. <laughs> it, it does. And man, it, it for hockey players, it goes fast, doesn't it, the, the off season. It does. You know what? Uh, no matter how long you get off, or uh, I think that you, you know, after a month uh, of, of doing nothing, I think you start getting a little itch to start playing again. But uh, the summers seem to go faster and faster. And, and I think as you get older, it certainly does that. But uh, I think the guys are pretty excited to be back. Uh, they had a you know, great, great season. And I think they, they really believe that they're still in that window. And I, and I think it should be a really exciting season this year. Hey, Bernie, a name that we've talked about here is uh, Clem Costin, obviously uh, immensely talented, um, but maybe not performing at the level that, that the Blues expect him to or need him to right now. Um, is he is he, is he going to make the team? And if not, if he goes down in the minors, does he clear waivers or, in an, or does another team uh, pick him up? That's a really good question. You know, again, uh, he's one of those guys that uh, – um, that the organization is still waiting to take that next step. So, I mean, uh, you know, you can only, I guess, have so much patience, and he probably can only have so much patience. If he's not going to make the squad, is he going to get picked up in waivers? And he'd probably like to probably, if he gets a chance, go and get an opportunity to play in the league. But th- those are those are decisions that management has to make, and I'm sure there are some tough, division, or to, uh, you know, uh, choices that they're going to have to make decisions uh, over the course of the next, next few days to get the roster back to uh, where it's supposed to be, the 23 that they need. Uh, to start the season in, in, in what ten days now. So, uh, but these are decisions, and, and you know, Clem has got a great size. He's got a great shot. Uh, I think that the chief has said that he wants him to get a little more involved all the time when he's playing out there. So, I mean, that's again, that's a decision the hockey operations uh, have to make. But certainly, he is one of those guys that that uh, has got a lot of talent. Bernie, during the offseason, obviously the Blues gave the contract to Robert Thomas, and you watch every game, and you are a Hall of Fame center. What did you see from Robert Thomas, and do you see anything where he needs to still ascend? Well, Randy, he's still a young man. Uh, you know what? He, he had a great season last year. I mean, he's had a great uh, you know run so far in, in his short career. I mean, he's only had really the one contract, I mean, the little bridge of a contract, and now he's got long-term that starts next year. But I think it's just the potential that you see from him. Uh, his vision is unreal. I mean, he's a, he's not a big guy, but he's, he's solid. He's over 200 pounds. Uh, he skates very well. And I think that he was given the opportunity by the coaching staff last year not to just play, uh, you know, certain minutes. I mean, he was able to play the power play, penalty kill. He, was, he, he got really a lot better on the face-offs. He was used in face-offs in his own zone. And I think that's where you see where, where the maturity of, of, of a young player uh, starts coming, but uh, I think that Robert, uh, I think, proved to the organization last year that he is a, a cornerstone, something that they can build about around, and uh, because of the way he plays, because the, the the you know the vision that he has and the way he dishes the puck to his wingers. But I think the one thing that he's still going to have to get more uh, involved with is his scoring goals. I mean, he ended up scoring 20 goals last year, but uh, you know a lot of them came late in the season. 
Uh, I think that he has to shoot the puck more. I mean, I think everybody knows that he's going to pass, pass, pass. And I think when you're in that situation, uh, you get stereotyped. And, and then all of a sudden, um, you know, the defending team just goes ahead and picks up the wingers. And then there's really no one to pass to. And then uh, he's stuck in a situation where he may not be in a situation to, to, to take a good shot. So I think those are still the little things that, that he'll learn. But uh, I think when you look at just the way he plays and, and the talent that he has that uh, – uh, he is going to be the cornerstone of this uh, Blues organization going forward. Hey, Bernie, you were a great offensive player, great great hockey player in general, uh, and and a, a guy that comes to mind is Jordan Kyrou. What do you see from him, and and what do you think uh, is his ceiling and and potential in this league? Well, Jordan proved last year that he is a, an all star. I mean, he he skates very well. I mean, uh, I think the explosiveness of the way he skates and and the way he shoots the puck, uh, he's very elusive. Uh, and very quick. So, we, I mean, he's going to have to continue to use uh, those skill sets that he have to, 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 to get to be, uh, uh, I guess, a consistent scorer. And I think that's what the, the Blues are looking from him. I mean, uh, he signed a, a big ticket uh, contract as well, just like Robert did. And I, and I think that the uh, Doug Armstrong has put his faith in the two of them being the cornerstone uh, of the Blues right now. And uh, so Jordan's just going to have to continue to, 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 uh, improve as a as a two-way hockey player i guess we saw that i said that from about robert thomas last year robert got the opportunity to to play both ends of the ice defensively and uh offensively and and i think that's where jordan needs to continue to work on his game he's got to get stronger defensively and that and that has a lot to do with just getting stronger and and it's it's a willpower uh, defense most of the time you know coming back and and doing the job defensively is, is outworking the, the player that you're playing across uh, from and so I think that's the one thing with Jordan uh, he's not a big guy so he's gonna he's gonna get hit a bunch of times so he's gonna have to make sure that he gets big, you know stronger physically uh, but certainly uh, I think he's gonna have to improve his defensive game and uh, so that he can play and get you know a lot more minutes than he's been used to playing over the course of the last couple of years Bernie we're all hoping that Thomas Grice is sufficient as a backup goalie but man it's been a while since here in St. Louis the Blues have relied on one goalie to succeed as much as they appear to be relying on Bennington this year. You had the the pairings with Jake and Bennington. You had the pairing of Halak and Elliott. It, it, it really is one of those years where there's a tremendous amount of expectation for Jordan Bennington to be great. Yeah, and I think that we're all in that same boat, Randy. I mean, there's no question that when you you look at what Jordan has done in his career, I mean, he, he was the backstop in the Blues winning Stanley Cup in 2019. Uh, you know, he had some ups and downs last year. Uh, but I, I think uh, at the end of the season, I think he proved to everybody that, that he was back to where his form was. Uh, you know, and it was pretty high standard that he set back in 2019. But, yeah, there's pressure on him. There's always pressure on a goaltender. But I think Jordan uh, has been able to handle that. And I, and I think, yeah, maybe he's going to be looked at a little more because he uh, he's going to, I mean, but I mean, Thomas Grice is a good backup. I, I think this was a good signing. He's a, an experienced goaltender so that if, if there isn't any, um, you know, missteps or, or any injuries that, that I think Thomas can, can step in and do a good job uh, with the goaltending. But certainly this team is on Jordan Bennington's shoulders. I mean, Jordan has proven that he can, can play, he played great last night. And, and, and I expect the same thing. And if there's going to be, a little bit of a rocky road sometimes. I don't think anybody can play, you know, 82 perfect games. I mean, Jordan's going to have his ups and ups and downs, but I think uh, mentally he's so strong and he's in great physical shape. So uh, I think there's, there's nothing wrong. I mean, you, you see a lot of the organizations always are, are going to count on one goaltender. I mean, look at Tampa. 
uh, you know, they've won a couple of cups with Vasilevsky, so there's no no reason that, that the Blues can't do the same thing with Bennington. Hey, Bernie, before we let you go, I want to swing back to the Hall of Fame because you've been around for more than 80% of this franchise's existence, and you know the players that have their numbers up in the rafters. 24 is up there. Is there a player or management person that you think has not been honored yet that would be a great fit for the Hall of Fame? I think there's a few, Randy. I mean, I'm not going to give any names out, but uh, I think that that's what this is all about. And I think that yeah, there's numerous uh, players and management, and um, I, I can go through all kinds of, of, of you know, even you know, trainers and 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 uh, support staff that that really deserve to be in in, in the San Luis Blues Hall of Fame. There's been so many uh, you know different uh, you know people that have have, have have really been so instrumental. Uh, in in the organization, and I think there's there's lots, and I think that's what, uh, so wonderful about uh, uh, this new Hall of Fame is that we're going to see people that that deserve to get recognized that are going to get recognized along the way, and I think it's just wonderful. All right, Bernie, great to have you with us. We'll talk to you every Tuesday, uh, every Wednesday here on 101 ESPN, and looking forward to Bally having the games again and you doing the pre and between periods and post game for all the games. Thanks, guys. It should be a lot of fun. Let's let's hope it's another. Uh, hey, maybe we could have another. Uh, Celebration of the parade next year. So it'll be, it'll be a lot of fun. It'll be fantastic. Thank you, Bernie. Thanks, guys. That's See a ya. great Bernie Federico, the Hall of Famer, with us on 101 ESPN. By the way, I mentioned yesterday, a guy that Bernie actually came up and played with for a few years was Gary Unger. Bernie and Brian came up in 76, and Unger played here until 79, and then he was traded to Atlanta. But Throughout the 70s, from let me give you his numbers as a member of the Blues. We've got to scroll to this for Gary Unger. Nine years with the Blues. He played 662 games. He set the all-time consecutive games played record, which has since been eclipsed. But he had 292 goals, 283 assists, 575 points. And he was really the only guy on the team. They, they, they occasionally had other players, but he was the star of the Blues for the better part of those nine seasons.